Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. What's up, y'all? Now, what's it going to be? Keep your online on lock with your girl, Lady T. You already know, this is Tell Me Something Good show on On Point Radio. It's your girl, Lady T, on the dopest, illest internet radio network there is. I On Point Radio, that's how we get down. It's me and my family on here. They call me Soul Sister, number one. Y'all call me Lady T. But on this show, I only expect you to do a few things, just a few things. I want y'all to rock out with me. I want y'all to free your mind and let the rest follow. On this show, I'm always discussing hot topics. From business to bedside, it don't matter. I get down. You just never know what topic I'm going to bust out with. So make sure you always stay tuned each and every Tuesday from 9 to 10. Usually we go overboard because I can talk and my listeners can talk. So we always get down with the get down. On Tell Me Something Good show, Listen, we keep it grown, we keep it cute, we keep it real, <laughs> real talk. I'm always honored to have my head honcho producer, Mr. On Point, always holding it down on the switchboard on the ones and twos. And my DJ, Chill, is always on lock every Tuesday, snotty and all. You can catch him on here with me every Tuesday from 9 to 10. I appreciate all you listeners for dialing that number, listening in if you want to talk shoe, listening in live. If you want to dial that number and talk, listen, respond, dial that number 724-444-7444. My ID is 143874. Press pound after that ID. Press one pound to listen and press star eight to go live on air. So my shows is always recorded live, so if you want to catch any of my previous shows, you can go on there um, to TalkShoe, T-A-L-K-Shoe.com, and put in my same ID, 143874, to listen and check out previous shows. Again, thank you for dialing. It's $2 Tuesday. I love snapping. I wonder if y'all can hear me snap. I have a snapping problem. I hope everybody's had a productive two to three days thus far, depending on when you start your week, whether it be on Sunday or Monday. We are here on Tuesday. Blessings, bless up, that we made it another Tuesday to join me on my Tell Me Something Good radio. Like, my mom told me I need to slow down. I'm always talking and vibing, and I feel like my mind goes a 1,000 miles per hour, and I feel like if I don't talk fast, I'm going to miss whatever my mind is is translating to my mouth. But tonight I'm going to try to take it slow. Slow down, baby. Move into fast. Anyway, I'm going to pause on that. I'm going to go ahead and dive into my topic right now before I get sidetracked and get into my musical outburst as usual. This evening's topic is a cute one. Um, 
I wanted to know how easy it is to achieve success. I also want to know if whether or not living in success differs between races on the amount of power that you truly obtain over your fortune once you obtain it. All right, I'm going to repeat that. This evening's topic is how easy, the question is how easy is it to achieve success? And once you have achieved success, I want to know whether or not you feel like living in the success differs between races as far as the amount of power that one truly has over his or her fortune. Where did I get this topic from, people? Where? Where? TV. I watch TV sometimes, you know, on my Netflix kick. Um, And prior to diving into my topic, you know, I like to break some things down so it can consistently and forever be broke. I like to, you know, go over some of the definitions of what's in my topic so we can really understand what we're talking about. And tonight we are talking about success. And I looked up the definition to success because I can have my own ponderance of what it means, but I will give you the full definition, which is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. It is also the attachment of popularity or profit. So those two things coexist, but they don't cause it, I don't feel like. I feel like... Just because you have success and you have accomplished your aim or purpose does not mean that you have to be attached to what comes behind the success when it comes to your popularity um, and profit, personal gain. And when I go into my topic further, I will discuss what I mean by that even more so. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, this topic fully came into fruition mainly because initially I had the opportunity to watch um, this series called Atlanta my brother had introduced me to. And it's a series of our own Donald Glover, black producer. Um, may know him as Childish Gambino, young rapper. Um, he made this series, and what it is is it looks into um, a rapper that's trying to make a name for himself well, themselves, because it's a couple of them. And they're trying to understand the line between real life, street life, and what I feel like success is success success management. That's a hard word to say, success. Success. Exactly. You got it. Um, so they're trying to understand the line between real life, street life, and success management. So this guy is managed by his cousin, and they get um, caught up into the local rap scene, and um, his cousin tries to, you know, maintain his personal um, PR life, his public relation life. And so um, he's also trying to get his career to the next level, okay? So this show and watching it kind of like the guy, Dan, um, Donald Glover, who made this series, again, it's called Atlanta. You can look it up. You can go on F Movies to watch this series. It has the first series on there. I'm not sure if they went to series two. I heard something that it was, had been taken off. I believe it was playing on Fox at one point. But I had binge-watched that show, and it was hilarious. It was informative. It was. It made you question. But it was really all around like an awesome series that 
kind of gave you a full scope of so much. Like I said, they were trying to figure out real life, street life, and success management. And I feel like for any of us, even if we are not in the music industry, this is something that we are challenged with on a daily basis when it comes to trying to reach our full potential in life, success. Um, so after binge watching that, I had to get into my ratchets. So I found F movies, and I was like, yes, I can get into some ratchet movies and series and TV shows. So I got into one of my kryptonites, um, Love and Hip Hop. I watched Love and Hip Hop, and every so often I just, you know, I kind of just like dive into it just to see what's going on. But for the most part, I get so overwhelmed and irritated because I realize why I see so much ignorance around me. You know what I mean? And even with people who are really aware and conscious, I realize that you cannot, if you put these things into your body, if you watch certain things, that you have no choice sometimes but to be socially learned by the things that you see on social media and around you that really are not good. So I binge-watched that show, and I didn't – I binge-watched Atlanta, and then in watching Love and Hip Hop, I didn't just watch it, but I just started to observe the episodes and, like, what was going on because I've seen a lot of reputable artists and um, producers and managers that's, that are on these shows that at one point um, were relevant musical artists that made a name for themselves in the industry because of their gift, talent, love of money, you know, all of that. They was able to reach the people with purpose. Most of the people on this show had, um, most of them had an individual message, you know, in their music, in their reach to their their incline to success. They had a message. They had a purpose behind it. Like, I want to go into music not only because I want to rap and I can rap, but I want to go into music because I have a message that's going to reach these people to show them it's a hard knock life. For us, or show them that you know, slow down, baby, you're moving too fast. You got your head and something and something. I don't know those words, but I know that they're very important. So listen to that song. That's by India Irie. <laughs> but I'm saying this to say that all of the artists that I can remember growing up to, that are on this show and also off this show, they were mentors of mine. They were people who I felt like was were reaching this pinnacle of success and they had a purpose behind it, and they wanted to make way. You know what I mean? They wanted to make a way for their lives, but they also had a reason outside of wanting to gain a, a, financial, a financial success. They wanted to really be successful and, you know, make a difference in people's lives and show these young kids that they wanted to do something for themselves. You know what I mean? At some point, there was a skirt, skirt, and was a pause for the cause. At one point, I don't know where music went. I turned on the radio, and they said it was music, but I heard so much that to me wasn't music because music to me was something that was from the soul, something that had purpose, something that made you want to succeed and do different things, jump out the window, you know what I mean? And this shit really, the stuff that's on the radio now makes you want to jump out the window and die, not jump out the window and soar, but it's like, let me jump out the window and just fall to my death. So, you know, in watching Love and Hip Hop and realizing and recognizing the exposure of these same artists that at one point obtained uniqueness and distinctiveness, 
that separated them from one another. It had at some point, I don't know when a switch happened, but they turned into an umbrella of oneness. And I'm not talking about you and ITY. Shout out to my queen. I'm talking more along the lines of an army of musical robots. Like all the music on the radio sounds the same, looks the same when it comes to provocative exposures of women and seemingly womanizing men. Most of the artists that once survived and ate because of their passion to succeed reached a point of success that began to expose opportunities that were needed to maintain the success that they had gained. What the hell does that mean, Tiana? You just said a lot, really. Slow down. What I'm saying is that, how, do, how can I explain this? Some people feel like in order to reach success, in order to have success, you you gain success in order to get opportunities is what I feel like. Some people be like, yo, listen, I want to be successful. I just want to be successful because I want to be afforded opportunities to be able to do X, Y, and Z. But in all reality now in today's age, because I do believe at one point it was like that, that you gain success in order to get, get opportunities, now I feel like you have to go through these opportunities, a.k.a. sacrifices, in order to gain success now. Now it's, it's, it's switched. It's reversed. So the reality shows, if you look at them, that um, <laughs> they're supposed to be reality, that they promote a false, unnatural reality. Because I'm looking at these shows and it's like, you know, Pat Poots and you got Joel Santana and you got, you know, Remy Ma, and, you know, a couple of many other well-known artists, producers, and all of that good stuff that come on these shows that I thought had success, and that's why I'm like, well, what the hell is success anymore? That now they're on these shows exposing themselves like, you know, like puppets, showing your life, showing your ass, showing, you know – irresponsibility, showing insecurities with these women and these men. Like, you know, to be in the music industry, to the women, you got to show your ass in order to, you know, get up in the game. It's not too many women that I see out there that is really trying to work hard in the music industry that don't have to have their ass out. It's not too many men out there in the music industry that does not have to have their pants down or, you know, cursing and making sure that on their videos they have, you know, a multitude of women. I mean, this song could be talking about anything, dabbing, you know what I mean, um, Wu-Tanging, whatever. And you got these women that's on here half-dressed. Don't have nothing to do with the video, but you have to be half-naked, you know what I mean? And this is what success looks like to me. If you look at what success is, success to me is ignorance. It's flashy. It's, um, you know, spreading ignorant business and all of that good stuff. So that's why I came up with this this topic because I really wanted to know in my, you know, journey trying to reach success as well as a lot of people who are on my team, a lot of people who are a part of my circle that are trying to live up to their highest potential and reach success, it's like, yo, we got to really look at it. We really got to look and see what it is that success is for us now today and really figure out whether it is that you want the success or if it's just you want to, you know, follow your dreams. 
does having success, following your dream always mean that you have to be successful? Yeah, it does, but I'm talking about success on a larger scale because we don't want to stop. We want to keep going. There's no way that we can put a, a, a hold on how successful we get. So once we become that successful, the question is, will you sacrifice? The answer is no. I ain't sacrificing nothing, not a damn thing, nothing. Because you know what? You just keep sacrificing. When is there reciprocity in your sacrifice? Now, on a basic scale, the people that are striving to become great, the people that I know that are striving to be successful and accomplish their goals and strive to to reach their dreams and highest potentials, I feel so great for you guys. I feel so great for us. I feel like we're in an awesome position, but I also understand and realize and want to promote people to understand that looking for success in the way of the industry and what it is today, you really have to lose yourself, I feel like. You really have to be apart from the morals that you probably once had when you was broke or when you had to work a nine-to-five or when you had to beat the pavement for people to understand and respect your conglomerate and what you were standing for and what you was trying to do in your life. I feel like once you've, you've gone past that stage and you're trying to get in the higher-ups, you've got some explaining to do, Lucy. you got to know. you got to know what's going on up there, you know? You can't just go up there and think that it's going to be Peaches and Cream. Who sung that song? Peaches and Cream, 112. When you get up there, it ain't going to be all 112. You're going to have to <laughs> go through some opportunities, some sacrifices, in order to gain success. Okay, I'm going to pause on the calls for that part of the conversation, and I'm going to go into the the part of whether or not living in your success differs between races. And when you are successful, once you have beat the pavement, once you have put your name out there and have gotten to a place where obviously people are recognizing you, and you've possibly gotten to a point where you are gaining financial, you know, inclining in your money, in your pockets, do you believe that once you have reached that pinnacle and continue, do you believe that you have full power over your fortune? I ask that because it goes back to all of the shows that we see on, on these series, on these reality TV shows that are supposed to be reality, but we all know because we live in our reality right now. We haven't reached the fame that they have reached. We haven't reached the success, our highest pinnacle. So, you know, we're good. We have power over our stuff now because we ain't really got much. But when we get to a point of these people that we have seen and respected and looked up to who are now on these reality, unrealistic TV shows, I'm trying to think, like, why? In my head, I'm trying to figure out, like, what? Once you have accomplished and aimed at your purpose, success, why does your attachment to your popularity and or profit, your fame, your fortune, um, have to go so far? I'm trying to figure out, like, does all these people who have had a name, all these people, Papoose, really my, all these people who were have gained success because of beating the pavement and doing the damn thing in the industry. All of them got to do this thing where they got to do reality and play this game 
and have this drama on day in and day out. You telling me that every time I see this these series, these episodes that's eight, ten, twelve seasons in, every episode is the same. Somebody rocking, somebody pulling somebody hair out, somebody doing this and the third, and it's not enough promotion of you know. Uh, Black-owned businesses, or not black-owned businesses, but black-owned um, uh, businesses, yes, that are geared towards leading African black people, minorities, into, you know, their path of success. Like, breaking it down, like, let me show you this rope, let me show you that rope. It's not a lot of those things. It's not even a lot of um, businesses out there, if we get off of music, that are geared towards just even teaching the minorities, how to just, I hate to use this term because it's such a um, a plantation term, but pull themselves up by the bootstraps, you know. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just do the damn thing. You want success, you got to go for it. You got to sacrifice. You got to cut your pinky toe off. You got to kill your mom. You got to show your ass. You got to do a sex tape. You got to do this, that, and the third. I mean, look at it. Look at everything that's out there on the people that we are looking at that are now in the position of higher um, industry, of the higher industry. Look at how much they are sacrificing. You know what I mean? Their livelihood. Like, how do you have respect? Yeah, I respect the game. I respect your music, dog, but you done did some ill shit. I don't even know. Like, what is that? What is that? I don't get it, you know? Um, So I have been very perplexed after spilling all of this out to you, ladies and gentlemen, listening to me tonight. I was perplexed because I I just want to be successful, you know what I mean? I'm going to play that song tonight. I just want to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful, people. However, you have to know what what opportunities I'm going to use opportunities because that's how they make it. They gloss it up for y'all. Listen, I got this opportunity for you. I need you to fuck him, her, and she, Shem, and I need you to sniff this line of coke. And after you do that, I need you to shake it like a salt shaker. I'm being funny, but it's not funny. Serious, you guys. Um, I just want to be. I'm, I'm looking up my song for y'all. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, you got to have so many sacrifices and you got to put up so much on there. And I just want to know from my listeners, because I know you're listening, I want to know what you think about my topic. I want to know what you think about your your pathway to success. I want to know about what you have um, have dealt with now. Because, honestly, even in the lower spectrum of, of trying to gain success or being successful in whatever area that you're in, we still have and deal with different, you know, mechanisms and, and different things that make us feel like we have to conform to something. You know, you talk about a mentor, you're talking about an entrepreneur entrepreneur that's coming up into, let's say, um, motivational speaking, let's say, um, you know, uh, leadership success programs. I'm just using those as topics because they're closely related. But in order to get into those industries and succeed, you got to talk a certain way. You have to have your hair a certain way. You have to already know a certain amount of people. You know, Joy DeGroy, this woman who I've been studying and reading her book, she's talking about, you know, for numbers, for something to be legit and for something to be, you know, accurate, it's, it's all about numbers. So if your numbers ain't right, then you ain't right. 
So that is a struggle that we deal with as as being, you know, a, a group of people who are looking to accomplish success or being in our success success realm that we are conforming and trying to decipher and decide what is right and what's wrong. What's the right path? What's the wrong path? Because if you are in a position where you have this fork in the road where the right path, you have these two paths. I won't say right and wrong. You have one path where an individual is very successful, you know, they're awesome, they're great, but they seem to have lost themselves a little bit, you know, and I'm using this voice for a purpose. On this side, these people who are awesome and great and successful and have money obtained and their way of accomplishing their purpose have changed. I don't know who they are. When I have conversations with them in front of people, this is what I get, and when we're home, Roll it up, light it up, smoke it up, inhale, exhale. And I'm not saying that they all ratchet like that. What I'm saying is they just can't be themselves. I'm talking about just whole personality changes, whole, you know, and I know that there is a certain standard and there's a certain guide line that keeps you, you know, poised and keeps you um, in a professional realm, but I don't think that you have to lose yourself. I see people in these series that were, you know, talked one way and the next thing you know, what the heck? Where's your accent? And I will say, I am one who, when I get a little upset, my accent can get a little Dominican on you, you know. I can get a little Spanish on you. It's in my, it's in my line, you know what I mean? But that, those are only two, you know, unless I'm trying to give, give you all my full resume of how many, uh, what is it called, uh, accents I can do. Because I can do a lot. I, I have a lot of accents, but that's another show. So I'm saying, like, when you're in success, even on a lower scale, you have so many sacrifices that you have to give, even on a lower scale. It's like, yo, in order to get to this next level, you got to change the way you dress. You also have to change the stance that you are coming from. If your platform is, I am doing this in order to give little black. You can't say this outright. You have to say it in a way where it's just, like, captivates the whole world for those who are looking at you to bring you into their industry. You can't say I'm looking to really reach this goal because as a little black girl that was raised in Camden, I didn't have too many mentors. I didn't have too many people who said I can do it and I can make it and I can strive and survive as a black girl that, um, you know, grew up against so many odds in, in my environment and where, where I was raised. And people are like, oh, here we go plantation. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps and keep it moving. No, it's not that easy to do that. It's called social learning. If I'm in an environment that I'm continuously seeing people who fail, if I'm in an environment that I'm continuously seeing people who are in a negative space, then it's really hard sometimes to get out of that. So in my success path, I had this person who is doing well with her life, his life, and they are, they are capitalizing off of the, the success that they they're, that they're obtaining, and they are really moving up in a ladder. And then I have this person that everybody loves, everybody enjoys, everybody speaks well of, and they feel like this person has a really good head on their shoulder. You know, this is the path right here. However, they don't have a thousand. 100k followers or you know 2k followers and 2.5k followers but they make i mean they they move people and they leave a purpose and they leave a 
a, a name for themselves that people don't just say because of their fame or fortune that they love them, but it was because of the impact that they made in their life. Now, I mean, that is a hard thing to choose. Like, most people would choose the side where even though this person is talking that way, you know, they've gained success, so I don't have to conform to that. I'm going to be me, and I'm going to take this road because I know that I am strong, and I'm going to make it. It's not enough people who take that road that can still talk, walk, and, and you know, still educate the same. You know, you still have to educate yourself and to, to gain poise and business mindset. So even if you took the other road and this person didn't have that many followers and this, that, and the third, but they made a name for themselves that was going to ring bells, like, you know, and then I, I would choose that road. I'll ask a question because I'm always talking and telling you all what I'm going to do. That's the only point. I want to ask you, if you had that fork in your road, this is the fork. The fork is one one side is success and you, uh, you're accomplishing and you're gaining this, this pinnacle and you're climbing this ladder, but it is coming with it seeming like each door you go through, you are changing your hair color, changing your eyebrows, pumping up your chest, putting packs in your stomach, sucking out fat. Okay, that's one side. And then you have the other side where you can still be you. And you may or may not gain that, you know, that choo-choo, that continual line of success, but you got a great name and you have fame um, on, a, on, a, on a certain type of level. What path would you choose? What path do you think that you could have control over? Well, first of all, peace and power, Queen. Peace and um, dope, dope topic. I mean, as usual, um, I personally, it's called the sellout. It's always been called a sellout. Um, what's happening is everything has taken a reverse tone. Where if you sounded like someone else or looked like someone else, you know, you were a biter. Now it's encouraged. It's whatever is hot. It's whatever the masses is going to flock to and do because it's what's hot right now. Um, right. Success is not... A lot of us equate success with monetary gain, and that's not success. Um, right. It changes your financial status, but it's not necessarily success. Success to me, first of all, is I, I, I equate success with the human, the human realms of life, um, family. Right. You see what I'm saying? If you're taking care of family, if family's taking care of you, if that love is on one accord, you know, if everybody stays in their lane and respects each other and, you know, you, you build it, you know, that's success to me because you're uniform. You work together. That's success. You see what I'm saying? Um, I equate success with uh, your children. Like I always tell people, if you want to judge me, don't judge me for me because I could be an asshole. I know that. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, I don't shun or shy away from it. I don't deny it. And it's not an intentional thing. It's just who I am. I'm going to be me. 
I say what people think, often think, but don't say. You, you see what I'm saying? So I often get myself in trouble or get disliked because I speak my mind free. You know what I mean? But right. you want to define, you want to judge me. Judge me by how my children are raised. You know, my sister, you know, came up from out of town, and the night she was like, my, my youngest daughter came out and said bye to her. My, my sister was like, she is such a sweetheart. You see what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. some people might say, well, you're an asshole, so she get it from my mother. No. My children watch me. You see what I'm saying? So when, when I'm looking at the path that my children are taking and I'm watching them, now they have their ways, some of which from me, you know what I mean? But for the most part, they're doing what they need to do and they're respectful. To me, that's success thus far. You know what I mean? If you can raise your children and not have them go to jail, not have them murdered early, not have them running the streets, not have them having teen pregnancies, stuff like that, you are successful. Success does not have to always be uh, 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 attributed to monetary status. You see what I'm saying? But we as black folk, we've been broke so long that we mm-hmm. want to equate any type of financial gain as being successful. You know? Right. Success, success to me is owning your own business, not working for someone. And don't get me wrong, you can work for someone and pay your bills and everything and still be successful. That's fine. You know what I mean? Because you can still be successful, you know, as a laborer. You can. You know what I mean? But, again, my thing is owning your own. You know, success to me, again, it doesn't have to do with monetary gain when you're owning your own businesses or, or owning, let's say, real estate. You see what I'm saying? It has to do with, what are you leaving your children? What are you teaching your children? You see what I'm saying? That is where success comes in. Success to me, it deals with it, it deals with a, a long term or longevity. You know what I mean? It's not a fly by night. Let's say, for instance, Cardi B. Everybody making a big rave about this chick, and I hear today that she went uh, the, the first female rapper to go uh, number one on a, on a billboard in 15 years. Okay, that's fine. But I know that radio companies, record companies pay radio stations to put that song in rotation so much that people want to listen to it and buy it because it becomes a brainwash thing. You hear it so much, you don't even like it, but you're singing it. You see what I'm saying? But if you really pay attention to the words, I guarantee you Cardi B ain't write that song. I guarantee you a dude wrote that song because the lyrics are, it sounds like they tailored it, that they wrote it, for uh, a male wrote it and then tailored it for a female. You see what I'm saying? And there's not really nothing wrong with that either because, you know, all great artists done had someone write for them. You know, Beyonce is one of the greatest, but people don't know some of our greatest songs Neo wrote. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know that Alicia Keys wrote songs for 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 um, Aretha Franklin. You see what I'm saying? And she's a legend. Mm-hmm. Alicia, and Alicia Keys was like 14, 15 writing these songs. You see what I'm saying? That is success. Why? Because it's something that she did so young and was able to produce it uh, to people who are already legends who liked it enough to pick it up, and it was a talent of hers, more importantly. You know what I mean? It was something that came from within her. That is success to me, utilizing your talents and your abilities, not being uh, on a casting couch to get a role. You see what I'm saying? Not, Not sleeping with another dude to get in the studio and get some studio time. You know what I mean? 
or or a dude sleeping with another dude to get some studio time. You see what right. I'm saying? Like this is the stuff that goes on because people want to gain quote unquote that success. But here's the thing: they don't want to gain success. What they really want to gain is notoriety. See, here's the difference. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? We want to be noticed. We want to be noticed. You see what I'm saying? Like you don't even have to get uh, paid for it. As long as people recognize you and notice that mm-hmm. we feel like we did something and we're successful. No, right. they feel accomplished. Right. That's not how it goes. You have to put in work to be successful. Success don't come by overnight. It just don't. You see what I'm saying? Getting on the casting couch to get a role did not make you successful. That made you an opportunist. So, yeah, to me, you're not going to catch me, you know, lowering my character and standards of who I want to be, my values and my morals to, you know, put a, a, a price on my head. I, I can't do that. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a man of principle. So in that situation, my conscience won't allow me to do that. This is one of the reasons why I did 15 to 20 years in the hip-hop world and People, that's, this is where this is where unknown comes from, the unknown. People don't right. know that I, I done put out, I done had like 10, uh, 12 albums. People don't right. know that. People don't know that I done been in multiple groups and performed with major celebrities. Can I ask uh, you a question? Yeah. When you were in the music industry, what was your motivation behind being in the music industry when you was rapping and doing all the, the things that you were doing? What was your motivation behind it? Um. My my that that to me that would be hip hop. It would be okay. from me being a young boy and growing up and falling in love with the scratching, with the rapping. You know what I mean? That kind of made me passionate. Oh, this is what I want to do. It mm-hmm. spoke to me. You see what I'm saying? It spoke right. to me, and that's what lacks in today's generation. They don't have a passion for it. They just want to be notarized. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just want to be mm-hmm. noticed. It's not a passion no more. Their heart's not in it. They're just doing what they see the next person do, and they're trying to, you know, come up. But there's no so passion you, involved. Do you think that um, relevance and power, how much do you think that wanting and needing to be relevant and have power has to do with people's desire to be successful? Meaning, like, do you think that that is some people's motivation behind success, which allows them to be so sacrificial in their, you know, in their their ladder up? Do you think that power and recognition are two of the motivations behind it that really corrupts what people think of success? Well, I believe they have a skewed um, vision of what uh, power is. You know what I'm saying? Because power is not what people perceive it to be. Okay. But I power mean, is, is not it, what people perceive it to be. Wouldn't power be a perception right. of what wouldn't that be individual on what you feel like power is? Because look, I can feel like I got power. If you give me the keys to me, my power is I got the keys, the keys, the keys. Not that I own this motherfucker, but because I got the keys, I got the power. So I feel like power is individual on what people feel like is, is power to them. Like, they may feel like they got power from, you know, X, Y, and Z, but I hear what you're saying. I'm just being the devil. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Power is, um, 
power is, is, is their skewed viewers. See, they think if they make a song and they got a video and they, they think, they think they, um, you know, power and they really don't, you see what I'm saying? They really don't. You know, it was funny when I looked up the word power, most of the time, if you just put a word in, they're going to give you the definition first and then they're going to give you all these other things underneath it. Right. The definition didn't even come up first. You know what came up as power? And honestly, where people are getting the perception of what power is, power. Power came up first. The movie Power, the series Power came up first for power. Not the definition, not Webster, not uh, the dictionary, not the old English Oxford Dictionary. The series came up. So you look up power, right. and that's exactly what – it just makes so much sense because even if you go to the Internet and you look up power, what comes up? Power. So if a child wanted to get the definition of what power meant, I'm going to watch that series of power. And if my definition of power means to go shoot, kill, drugs, and sex, then that's what it's going to be. That social learning is what's going, which is going to be, you know, picked up and learned, right? So I, I did and, what you and, think. That and, 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 that, and that's where the issue becomes. That's where the issue comes in that because the reality is um, – when people look at power and they think that that's what it means, um, they, they will, if, you, if you're not raising your child and the television is raising your child, then, yeah, your child is going to get that false, you know, definition of power because right. they're going to think once they watch that movie that this is what that's they what have to do to have power. You know what right. I mean? And, it, and it's not. But, again, that, that deals with, again, success is how you are raising your children. You know what I mean? That is a big key component of success. But people right. don't we don't realize when we look at the when we look at the Caucasoid brother or man, you know what I mean? Um, when you look at his success, his success is owning businesses. His success, he'll walk around with holy shoes, you know what I mean, and the same jeans and, and the same shirt for a week. But his bank account will be be immaculate. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Success is not defined on, you know, what society deems it as. It's what he was taught. But see, right. we don't right. teach our children. We allow society and television to teach, teach our children. Them. That's why we are not successful as a people. Power, the definition of, thank you for that, Mr. On Point, and I appreciate that. Um, and hold the line as you will anyway. <laughs> Power means the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faculty or quality. Another definition of power is the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. How about that? So, okay. That's why power came up first. I want to persuade you. I want you to feel like this is what power is. And so that is where my question comes in. Do you believe that once you have gotten to a successful point and peak in your life, whether or not you as an individual African-American person, um, a a minority, whoever, however you choose to um, identify yourself as a black person, do you believe that there is a difference between races and the amount of power that they have over their fortune once they become successful. DJ, 
I know my DJ. DJ, I know you're sick. I'm, I'm but sorry, I want you to, um I want you to chime in, too, Mr. On Point. You can go ahead and answer that question on whether you believe that there is a difference between the races and how much power we truly have over our fortunes once we gain success. Well, and, and, and I, yeah, I just wanted to, because you said that, um, yeah. what I was really going to touch on in the beginning of this, because I knew you were going to ask me about it, but mm-hmm. it, it, it absolutely does. And yeah. if you don't believe me, then look around and see why the Asian person has a hair shop, a nail shop, and a Chinese store in your community. That's power. That's success. You know what I mean? Because we make better fried chicken than them. We make better Kool-Aid than them, but yet we'll spend our last dollar on theirs. You don't believe me? Find out why the Arab man has gas stations in your community, why he has uh, Muslim stores in your community selling oils and stuff like that. Ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself why the white man has all these Walmarts and Targets and all of this other stuff up in your community, and you have none. And even the people that we look at as being successful, which is our Mm -hmm. quote-unquote athletes, actors, and all of the entertainers, what I Mm -hmm. call the run-nigga-run syndrome people, even (laughs) they don't own any of these things. The only person I know that ever owned a, a number of some of these things was Master P. But we know his money didn't come from, uh, we know his money came from another source, but he still invested it into his community, and he owned stores. He owned restaurants. You see what I'm saying? This is something that LeBron James yeah. and all these other dudes are not doing. But so how successful help? are they really? I still have an issue and a problem with these individuals who have money that capitalize and and want their return and want to invest in, in freaking restaurants and, and barbershops and different things like that. Now, that bothers me. It bothers me because I still feel like you have not understood or you, your motive behind your success had been skewed along the way if you were a person that came from the streets and had intellect because – what you building a restaurant for? We got enough places to eat. Tell these people to grow their own crops and eat from home, especially with all the pesticides and things that are in our food. So in, in addition to that being a success and thinking that that's notable for them to be opening up restaurants and things like that, I say, damn it. You know what I mean? Like, I can eat at home. I need somewhere I can go to teach me how to be successful and stay successful and and. and still be founded and grounded in my culture and who I am and not to be moved. And how, and, and I want these people who are already in that space to teach me, to give me an outlet in order to continue to gain those guidelines. You know what I mean? I can't get that guideline from a restaurant. I can't get that guideline from a barbershop or your hair store. I can get that guideline if you open up a youth and a young adult um, business that is for the arts. And, and minorities to, you know, reach this, their success. Prototype Brazil, and I'm, I'm young on it, you know what I mean? My business is called Prototype Brazil, and it's a leadership success program that is geared and has um, seminars and guidelines for youth and young adults to realize and recognize the leadership success qualities within themselves, you know. And I do that on a scale of just taking my own life and how I'm looking to climb this this. And I don't even think I'm not, I'm not even trying to climb climb anything 
the reason why I'm climbing is because I just want to be seen to the people that I obviously can attract and make a difference in their lives to see things differently. My, my, my business and my company is really solely geared towards people who are real and want to live reality and not do a reality show. I want to talk to people who want reality and not reality shows because people who want reality shows are not living the real life. So, yeah, kudos to those who have capitalized off of their money, but that's what I'm talking about as far as people having power over their fortune. You don't got, they don't have real power over their fortune. All they can do is invest in, in um, uh, restaurants. All they can do is invest in, in small things, but they cannot invest into things that are geared towards the minorities. I say that because I really what what is out there? You talking about Spike Lee? You talking about um? You talking about Monique, who has had a situation with one of the you know auspice people in industry, uh, Oprah Winfrey. She had Monique had a, a a situation with her that really exposed um the light of the industry and how um the people who are in the higher ups really have no control over their fortune that they have to be one one nigga one. You know what I mean? In order to stay and continue to maintain their successful pinnacle. You know what I mean? Like, come on. What? What? <laughs> Listen, I respect any of those who go to Africa, Nigeria, all those different places that they feel like is, is, is showing people that they are doing for the people. We don't live in Nigeria. We don't live in Africa. And we do respect and appreciate it times 10. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is what are you doing for me right here, right now, where I'm at, where you're at? I can touch you. You can touch me. You don't got to go out of the country to do it. You can do it right here. Where are those? And I'm not talking about an outreach program. I'm not talking about a sponsor banquet that's spending thousands of dollars to put into the Boys and Girls Club. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about something that is like the Boys and Girls Club, which was made for, you know, the inner city community to go and have an outlet. But many of them that are in my community, and we have two in Camden, New Jersey, one in Parkside and the other in East Camden, that the kids go and you got more fights in these Boys and Girls Clubs than you got at the schools or in the streets. They meet at the Boys and Girls Club to fight. You know what I mean? And and this is supposed to be a place where Denzel Washington and many other notable people had grew up in in order to gain the guidelines to being successful. But how? Sway, how? If I got two in my community that I see nothing but kids coming to be inner city community kids because on the streets they don't have basketball um, courts anymore. So now we go to the Boys and Girls Club to play basketball, double dutch in the second and third, but they don't even have programs within those facilities to assist the kids. I'm saying that to digress and go back into the fact that we have no people who are successful that are putting into our community, putting back into our community with businesses that are substantial and continual, i.e. why I had the question on whether or not we felt like the races, and, and just in particular our African-American race, has the opportunity to truly be successful in their own right, in their own individual way, which is I want to be successful and I want to put into this community this, that, and the third. But it's not wanted. It's not available. You can't do it because they don't want you. And the only thing that you can do when you are and you become successful in the industry, and when I looked up the word industry, it was a, 
I mean, the words that came behind it was like programming and production and all these words that just made me think of acting. When I think of industry, I think of acting and, you know, and, and think of, you know, uh, delegations to even if you have a craft and a gift and a talent that I'm still going to tell you what it is that you can do with this craft, gift, and talent because there is no reason why, and I'm saying this and I have a point behind even having this topic because I want for those my listeners who I appreciate for listening in to realize and recognize in your journey up to trying to reach this thing of success to stay grounded and understanding and knowing that success is not in the industry. Success is not in climbing and going and trying to be like Cardi B and a a third person because they they fucked up. Cardi B, even though she wanted to be successful, you know, most people who live the hard life, yeah, we can still, you know, do a lot of sacrifices because we feel like we have already sacrificed so much, but we sacrifice on the bottom. When we on the bottom, we sacrifice to maintain and continue living, and sometimes it's to continue maintaining and living at the bottom. Now, when you start maintaining and, and being and living at the top, you don't have your own right. Once you get up there, the, you know, there are strings that need to be pulled to get to the top. There are opportunities. Those opportunities, those strings, those sacrifices to get to the top that you're pulling to climb up are the strings that are being attached to your natural body. So once you climb to the point that is available for you to reach with these strings that have been dropped for you, they now become attached. So when you were at the bottom and you was like, I don't need these strings, I got this, you was good, you were more, you were more successful then than you were when you got to the top because, again, we can talk about success, and success means to what? To succeed. It means to accomplish um, what it is that you were aiming or your purpose. Our aim and our purpose when we try to be successful is not to be puppeteered. Our aim and our purpose is not to take our clothes off. Our aim and our purpose is not to, you know, have sex with this, that, and a third person, do drugs, and just lose ourselves. Ask the person, ask Monique, go online and look at Monique and her husband's conversation about the situation that transpired in her successful peak up with Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry, and she exposes them. And it's not even everywhere. You can't see it everywhere. you got to research it because most people don't research certain things that really expose the truth. They want to research certain things that expose an ugly truth. it got to be ugly. it got to be or it got to be dirty. I want the juice. You know what I mean? But that same stuff that we are promoted to want to see and watch in a in a person's success in their success story is the same um, sacrifices and trials and tribulations that you too have to go through when you go up when you gain success. Period. Point blank. I'm not sugarcoating it, and you don't have to believe what I'm saying with the words that are coming out of my mouth. You don't have to believe it. I'm just saying, watch. Why don't just watch TV? Observe it. Because it's telling you right there what your opportunity is when you gain success in the industry, when you gain success on paper with them, with the productions. Then you go on reality TV and you have no longer tapped into your reality because you have this script that alters your reality and then this script then becomes your reality, which doesn't really make a reality, but it does, but it doesn't, or whatever, because that's what we like to say. 
DJ, because that's my DJ. I want to thank all of you who are listening to the sound of my voice on this $2 Tuesday. You already know you are on the one and only network on point radio. It's your girl, Lady T. You want to tell me something good, show. Listen, if you listening, don't be scared. I like to talk, but I also like to listen. And I, I, I need some feedback on what my listeners really believe it is to be successful and how much information do you have that can tell me what your thoughts are on how much control you have over your fortune once you become successful. Dial that number, 724-444-7444. Hit that ID, 143-874. I got some people hitting me up on the gram that are not happy about not being able to get in. But um, keep on trying. I know sometimes for my new callers, it's really, it's, it's the words kind of mix you up. But keep trying to get in there. If you can't get in, listen, we'll get you in. I do have a caller online. I want you to bring that caller in. Welcome to Tell Me Something Good. It's your girl, Lady T, who I have the pleasure of speaking to. Yo, What's yo. the deal? Peace and power, Queen. What's the deal? Peace and blessings. What's going on, Mr. I Can't Believe He Said That? What's going on? We're talking you know, falling, about that. Falling back, listening to the topic. You know I mean? appreciate you. No. So you got to, you know, certain people, they measure success in different, you know, on different levels. You know what I mean? I ain't tooting, I ain't tooting our own horns, but they consider, you know, me and my brothers, me and my sisters as being successful. And then when we came around to hang around, they didn't want to be bothered. Talking about, oh, we too good for them. What you mean? I had the same opportunities that you did. I just utilized them. You know, what? Because I bought a big house, I got cars. That ain't. That ain't. You know what I mean? That's. I'm, my success is measured, like Mister On Point said, through my family, through the love I get through my loved ones. But yeah. when you come, then people people equate success with monetary gains. You know what I mean? Just because I got a crib, I don't live in the hood no more. You think I'm right. successful. I still got to work hard just like you do to maintain what I have. You know what I mean? But it's <clears throat> how people, how other people measure success. They figure, oh, yeah, you got it going on because you got this, you got that, you got this, you got that. Oh, I'm still a work in progress. I still got to do what I got to do. Just because I, I can come down here and leave here, I'm no better than anybody else. You know what I mean? Me and my man, Wani, from Camden, Wani, Dewan Wagner. We used to come oh, over yeah. there and play. We used to come and play ball over there all the time, and they used to be like, man, you in the pros, what you doing here? What? It's, 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 it's you know, when you, when you make something out of yourself and you leave your neighborhood and you go back, now it's like, oh, man, you could have bought somebody with you or you could have did this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to want for yourself, bro. I got to grind and do my thing. Now, as far as some people giving back, when they do give back, right, when they try to find an avenue to give back, think of the extortion. You know what I mean? Some people that make it mainstream just say, like, like 
Like Will. Will don't go to West Philly. He don't go to Overbrook. He don't go to Winfield where he was from. Mm-hmm. Because he he knows for a fact. You come there and you don't have uh, secret service men or certain level of uh, protection, people out to get you. Right. You know, and it's sad that we got to be that way. You know, it's like it's, it's the same old additive. It's like crabs in a barrel. You you go to give back, and it's always somebody there that's trying to terrorize everything. Me me and my brothers, we went the same basketball courts that we played on. We went. We didn't pay somebody to do it. We painted the lines again. We put in new backboards and rims and wanted to sponsor a league. We had everything done. We did it on a on a Friday, supposedly have a game on Saturday. By the time we had the game on Saturday, they had took the rims off the out of the backboard. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. You know what I mean? We we was trying to do things. We sponsoring basketball teams. We bought a van, we bought the kids jerseys, sneakers and everything else. We was running down there for our pre you know, right before school start, we was grabbing kids in the community, buying them book bags, new sneaks for school, school supplies, and things like that. Around this time of year, we was going back, grabbing up a bunch of kids in the neighborhood, buying them boots and coats and everything so that they could be straight for the winter. Until now. until we go down there to do that, and the same people that we looked at that we thought was cool, they want to try and rob us. But, you know what I mean? They, they Listen, just because I moved out don't mean that I'm not still me. You know, it ain't mm-hmm. going down like that. I'm, I'm a different individual. I'm still the same old me. I just moved to a different address. I think that some, you know, <clears throat> it's not said, but in my observation, I feel like there is a, like, anticlimactic response when there is, a time in a period where those things that you did come about. And so sometimes for some, if I'm in the inner city community and this one time you come, you give me a book bag, this, that, and the third, it's something that, you know, gives hope. But when it's not consistent, if I don't, if you came and you did that and you spoke into my life and I felt good, that made me feel good, it also made me feel like shit to not have you there the next day or the next week. When at that point, when on that day when you said something to me, it really changed my life around for seven days. And that eighth day, I needed you again. So in, in some regard, some of the things that we do, so small, that's why I'm saying, like, there are not enough things out there to allow the people who are in this controlled mindset, um, when they gain help, it's like it's not enough out there for them to appreciate it when it comes in increments. Because in some regards, if you think, you know, in a person's mind who is always in shit and all that good stuff and don't usually have people to assist, it's like, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to respect what you're doing. You're coming around here for yourself. This ain't for me. This for you because where are you really at? You know what I mean? And even though it's not your responsibility, it became your responsibility when you showed me a, a, not even a light at the end of the tunnel. You told you you actually put a nail and took it out, and so I seen a little tiny hole that actually showed me that there could actually be light in there. 
You know what I mean? So it's like, damn. You know, that's why I said it's pretty anticlimactic and it's appreciative. It's appreciated, but it's not enough. And that's where I came into the success of these people who are in the higher-ups and trying to really show what happens once you get up. Because, see, you're on a ground floor. So it's easy for you to go ahead out there and do it every so often, but you can't do it that often because your money ain't long like that. You have not reached another level of success, which allows you to do it every week or every month or something like that. So these people who are, are in place who can, can't, don't, won't, can't, don't, won't. It's like that commercial where it said, I don't go to money because I don't have, I don't go to school because I don't have any money. I don't have a money because I don't have a job. I didn't have a job because I didn't go to school. And then it just, they keep saying it over and over again. Don't, won't, can't. Don't, won't, can't. You feel me? So that right there and what you just said really is important. And it's important for all of us who are in the space of wanting to climb um, and become successful to really understand and remember at all times daily, secondly, uh, minutely, what your motive behind the success is. And we should all have a motive to want to be successful because we want to make a difference in the world, not to just be successful because we want to gain monetary gain, which Mr. I can't believe he said this. A lot of people believe that success comes from monetary gain, and that should not be your individual plight because if you just want monetary gain, then you are on a, a road to success with a path that comes with a lot of success and puppeteering, which means that even in your monetary gain, you end up losing your success because Success is something that is gained and aimed for purpose. Again, your purpose and your aim was not to get up there and have to expose your life. Your purpose and your aim was not to get up there and show that your mom was a crackhead and she didn't take care of you when she was younger. Your, your purpose and your aim was not to get up there and expose that you are a cheater or you a whore or you used to dance and strip and this, that, and the third. And this is what they put on TV for our culture to see what success means when you want to get it. That is what it is. That's what you are looking up to to, to be and, and do. I don't care what you say. I don't care. I don't care what you think. I don't care how strong you think you are. You're going up against the government. Everything that is at our fingertips to touch and obtain in this country is guiled by the government, and the government was not made and and, and put into effect to help you, the government was put in effect in order to continue what this country was built on. And if you look at any of your priors, any of the people who were forefathers of our country, uh, who was a forefather? John Newton, you got James Madison, all those people who was a forefather of this country who was regarded in high status were slave owners were people who thought that African-Americans were lesser than, were civilizers, quote-unquote, superiors that, you know, also engage in barbaric attitudes against the African-American culture. These are the people who set, our, who set up our government, you know, status, who set it up. If, if it was set and founded on a bunch of people who felt like we was three-fourths of a man, and we talked about that yesterday, three-fourths, compromise, look it up, read about it, research it, 
that's what they think of us. That's what they think who we are. And not even who, what, because they don't even think of us as human beings. So we got a government that was founded, was founded. So if you were found, your foundation, our foundation, most of the time we carry along with us. So if our country, our government was founded on racial, with, with you know, a racial, racist connotation and in regard towards African Americans, why would you think that anything that is three fifths of a man? Yes, three fifths of a man. Excuse me. I think. Uh, okay, I was talking about that. I'm sorry. I had someone text me about what it was. It's three fifths of a man. So if you have a government in a country that was founded on feeling like African American and minority was three fifths of a man, what the hell is that? How you three fifths of something when you a whole? Where they do that at? Unless you're missing an arm or a leg, but you still a whole. You just got some missing pieces. You feel me? So I'm saying that to say that, you know, when you are thinking about this success, understand what you're, the, the country that you are trying to succeed in has been founded on and how much success can you really have individually um, trying to climb that ladder and be in an industry, the production it's a production. As soon as you turn on the TV, it's a production. The news is a production. They want they see they want you to see certain things. They they want to glamorize it. They want to desensitize it. They want to pull. If they could really take the batteries out our backs and put one in to make it what it is, they would. But really, they don't have to because the battery is put in by the way that we desensitize ourselves and become commercialized and just open to just what life is when it's set in front of us. Life is within you. You feel it. You know it. So show it and blow it. Anyway, you already know. I'm going to go ahead and have Mr. On Point do the following for me. I'm going to bust out with a song and dance after he does the following. I appreciate you guys for tuning in each and every Tuesday. Catch me right here, 9 to 10, and obviously sometimes we go over. Mr. On Point. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get the following. All I can say is On Point Radio definitely has the best host on Internet radio. We bring that fire. You hear the passion in our voice. You hear the articulation. You hear the intelligence. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and this is this is it's beautiful for me to be a part of a group of people that's like-minded as such. You see what I'm saying? So, um, Shout out to you, Lady T. You keep doing your thing, man. Like I love Peace it. Peace and um, blessings. Uh, I I I see you went on a little tangent real quick. I was like, I seen the, the smoke coming from your ears, the fire coming from your mouth. I was like, look at this dragon. <laughs> she is breathing. You uh, know man. how I be feeling about my people, though. You know how we feel. Hey, we don't play with our listeners, yo. When we come on here, we got purpose, for real. We got a success story that we trying to gain for our people. And this ain't for us. But you know what the sad part is? You know, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. We can feed the people all this knowledge we want. But if they don't want to take it and accept it and continue to reject it, instead of, you know, 100 listeners, we should have a million listeners. You know what I mean? If you're talking about Empire or those shows you're talking about, then you would have a whole bunch of people on the line wanting to chime in. You know what I mean? But... True. The ignorant going to stay ignorant until they decide not to be ignorant no longer. But 
people out there in Radio Land, if you want to be part of this On Point movement, know that On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. All right? I'm going to say that again. On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook. On Point Enterprises. On Point, one word, O-N-T-O-I-N-T. Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. Uh, you can also, if you're on Instagram, you can also follow us on Instagram at team underscore on point 215. Again, on Instagram, it's team, T-E-A-M underscore on point 215. you on Twitter, you can follow us at team on point. Twitter is at team on point. You can go to our website, www.onpoint215.weebly.com. Again, that, our website is onpoint215.weebly.com. You can also shoot us an email with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email, onpoint215 at gmail.com. Again, our email is onpoint215 at gmail.com. You can also give us a call or a text directly with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Give us a call or a text, 267-417-ONPT. That's one point two six seven four one seven six six seven eight. Um, people, I hope you're getting this information tonight. If she's giving you the real, I hope you can define what success is by the end of this show or even right now. Baby T, back to you, Queen. Well, thank you, Mr. On Point. Always, always listen. Listen up. You know what I mean? In order to follow me, you already know you can dial this number every Tuesday. But in addition to that, I want to know what your questions and concerns are. I want to know what type of topics y'all want to hear. Follow me on Instagram, t.thelady, always keeping it real. All right, hit me up on Instagram, t.thelady, just exactly the way it said. I think that's my name. It is my name. Hit me up on there. Hit me up in my DM. Hit me up on any of my posts where my radio show is posted and just be like, yo, T., that was good. Yo, T, here's the topic. You know what I mean? Just hit me up, and I'll definitely, you know, speak on it, educate myself as much as I can to be able to bring the topic to you live and live in color. In the meantime, in between time, I want to play this song because it's my shit. Hey, here's your Rock with me. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one person front my face on the front page. Only if I had one love, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151. One sip will probably make me flip. See my name in the hieroglyphs, like Osiris and Isis. Parables written inside papyrus is acknowledge it. We do not trick time to come out of it. Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. One I need I could it be my time is up or my luck I got up the cop again bust stop glass burst a fiend drops the tiny kid biggest change between the spots that I'm hiding in black it out as I duck back forget getting hit this is my hood I'm a rat to the death of it so everybody come on little brothers is grown with rats throwing a portion of your room we ain't all wrong with your soul sip on the stars sun in the moon and it's like a police station street the cowards sick of kids with no conscience leaving victims with doctors if you really think you're ready to fly with my power, this is what I'm about to stop, brothers, it's time to stand. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic. 
All he need is one mic. Now let's hear what Drake gotta say. What you want? Up in here. 
<laughs> How are you, man? We just talking about success, Lady Dre. I know you just got on here. I hope you was listening. If you weren't, I know that you know. I know you got some information for us about how easy it is to achieve success and um, what your position is on what you feel like um, happens to the races when it comes to the power that they have over their fortune once they become successful in the industries that we see, you know, on TV and everything else. So I just want to get your topic, you know, your, your input on the topic, if I can. Well, um, as far as being it being easy, nothing is exactly easy to, you know, especially when you grab them for success. Um, the thing is, there's no excuse not to try to reach for success out here because there's so many chances, so many opportunities, and sometimes we are the downfall of our own, you know, reasons why we can't be successful. Um, but with anything that's worth it, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle, but, you know, persevere past it will, you know, be the outcome of it being successful. Um, some people, they really take their success to like a whole different level and become so they just can't handle it. You know, they either, either become too bougie or, you know, whatever have you, you know, they just don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to handle the fact that, oh, okay, I got some extra money and they start belittling other people. So, you know, some people are not meant to be successful. Some people, you know, it's, Inherited, I would say sometimes. I mean, and I'm and I'm saying that to say this. Look at Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he came from a family of wealth, and he pretty much got adopted into it, pretty much. You know, what I'm saying he because of his father having riches and fame, and you know, owning different businesses and stuff. He passed it on to his son, and his son became, you know, uh, that's when he became um, owning the. the hotels and things like that and you see how it got into his head <laughs> um unfortunately and like i said everybody is not for everybody but the ones that work hard at it they deserve it you know but just never forget where you come from at the same time that's where i'm at with it <laughs> Hello. Okay. Um, we, I, love, I love when I'm having a full conversation and I'm on mute. Like, I mean full, like giving praise oh. and everything. Seriously, oh. I'll be sitting here twiddling my thumbs, like listening. I'll be like, you know what, thank you, Lady Dre. And you like, hello. And I look at my phone and it was like, you are muted. All right, oh. well, I have unmuted myself. Oh, <laughs> thank you so hilarious. much for that insight. And I definitely agree with what you're saying. I definitely <laughs> never thought of it in a way where I could say that, Success is not for everybody, but you know what? Success is not for everybody. You know why I say that, Dre? Because in all reality, if you become successful and you don't do what it is that gives back or if you don't send out a message that is positive and, and actually sets a tone for others to gain success in a positive way, then you're not ready for it. Then you are not in the place where you should be in a a place of power and success because, like, um. Mr. I can't believe you said that, said that some people have, or their vision of success is skewed. So in some regards, people are in a position of success, but they shouldn't be because of what they are putting out there and what are they, what they're portraying success is. So I do agree. Right. And I never thought of it like that here to me. I'm like, Hey, everyone's supposed to be successful. We all have success 
in our bodies and we should obtain it. But you know what? For those who are not ready, you ain't ready. And sometimes they ain't never ready. So I do agree with that for for, for what you said. Um, hold the line for me, Lady Dre, of course. I'll need you to stick around. So I, I definitely have some more questions that I want to ask you. But I want to get the other caller that's online um, on. Welcome to <clears throat> Tell Me Something Good Radio with T, Lady T. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with today? Hey, Lady T, this is DJ Philly Joy. Hello, everybody. Hello, Philly Joy. Yeah. How are you? All right. I've been listening in. I love it. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've been listening for a little while. I had All right. Do for myself and for my, you know, family thing. So I was just listening for right now. But I wanted okay. to uh, get a conversation. You want to give me a question? You want me to just go ahead and just start spewing it all out. <laughs> <laughs> you can spew it out, and and in in addition to, I will add a question to your spew out. Um, okay. I have a question that was not answered, and I wanted to know. Um, Darn it, what was the question? I had a question, and do you think success differs in race, which is a part of the question, and my question to you, Philly Joy, is are you afraid to succeed? And if you are not, how hard is it to find your silver lining to know that you have actually succeeded in what it is that your purpose was? Like, you know, some people are afraid to succeed, and they don't even know it, but when you think about it, like, are you afraid to succeed? And how hard is it for you to succeed in trying to succeed? Ah, that sounds weird. Girl, girl, you're so deep. I, well, I, I, I try not to be. I try not to be. I swear, even to saying that question, I'm like, Tiana, can you make that a little bit more layman? I'm sorry. I'm so deep. I'm sorry. I love it, though. But I was, I was writing some notes to myself, and I had to look some things up because let me tell you something. Y'all all been, like, different ones, been to college, have been to school. And it does stretch your mind when you go to college. It helps you to, you know, expand and think about more things and the world and different things like that. And it really is taking me up. I'm learning a lot from y'all, make a long story short. At one point, um, I'm learning a lot from uh, Wanda Dre, learning a lot from um, Mr. I can't believe I said that, and yourself. And chill, everybody. I'm learning a lot. This is all new for me to talk like this. Is all new for me, so I love it. So I'm coming Thank out of myself. You. Wow, I'm glad. I'm coming out of myself. So True. I went down a little thing in my mind, like um, just to live is success. Success is life, and I mean that in a way where, especially when you live, if you in from the ghetto, you live as far as a person of color and of race, and you live to the next day. That's success for me. True. I know we have our struggles and our troubles and our pains and our, and our strife, but to live from day to day in our mind, we have to just put on success because we have arrived. We're still here. So they can't right. continue to keep us down. So I say that and saying the same thing is I still want to persevere. I still want to achieve. So, yes, I believe success is different for people of color than it is for other races. Because I think we have to struggle more because we're put down more. When we do succeed, it's belittled or it's like, oh, that person, they, they made it because of their, well, I'll go with athletes because they have that ability. Because we have a lot of people that, because when they do get into sports, they always exceed other races. I have to be mm-hmm. plain, plain as day with that because it's true. You see the success out here and all kinds of things that's not really so, so quote, unquote, our sport, golf, tennis, 
whatever, things like that. Right. So there's probably other stuff I don't know about. <laughs> but um, I thought it was a new sport today, something to do with um, a frisbee throwing and putting it in a basket. I'm like, what? They got all kinds of sports out here you don't even know about. But um, I think that success, in some respect, too, is an illusion. And why, why I say that mm. is because it's different for different people, their own perception, their own tradition, their own respect, where they are as far as um, different parts of their, of their life. It could be um, their, their growth as far as how they did, as far as successfully achieving since 12 years old when they had their bar mitzvah, and they, that would be successful. You know, I'm just trying to get right. a point across right. where as far as paying all their debt off, Somebody might mm-hmm. want to keep it all their life, like to be successful, just to balance their checkbook, to be successful. To them, that's like, oh, I'm okay now, I'm good, mm-hmm. and that might be their their top to the top of the line for success. So mm-hmm. we have this all these reality shows that show the stardom part of success and the, the fad where they think they, but it's all fake, phony, fraud, and a fabrication. Bottom line, it's not True real. Story. It's not reality. It's not real. It's not my real life. My real life is every day getting up, getting myself together, get my mindset on, my positive mindset on, not a mask, but to go to work and let people, you know, they do what they do. And so they're going to say to them, but I try to be cordial, respectful, diplomatic when I have to, and tactful, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Put on that face, whatever. But I got to keep my job to make to pay my bills or whatever I got to do. Right. That's success to me every day. But I ain't cut somebody out. On the other hand, do I want to achieve success? I am striving towards that now, put myself in a position. You have to position yourself in certain places to be successful. And with certain people to be successful. When you when you want to achieve certain things as far as the movement that's going on now with on point, um, the attitude with on point, you want to put yourself in a position to achieve things in that vein. If that I'm right. making that clear. Because yeah. that's where we're headed. We're, we're about empowering our people. About first of all, empowering ourselves. Looking mm-hmm. in the mirror to see our value and our worth, and empowering ourselves to empower and make a change in the lives of others, not just ourselves, but others as well. So this is a start for me in that direction. I love it. I'm seeing a lot of newness with me. I'm seeing a lot of things I will not tolerate now that I did before. I had one friend that was a very good friend from elementary school that said to me. I know it to be true. Because of what happened to me in my life with different things as far as being abused and stuff like that, I would allow people my time to walk over me. Like I would not even say, I wouldn't say, I would be like calm, I wouldn't say anything, like let it go. But I'm beginning to speak up, but I'm doing it in a tactful way. Like how would you like to treat your mother like that? Would you mm-hmm. talk to your mother like that? How would you treat your girl? No, your mother, mother's the main thing. You know, how would you respect your mother like that? Would you call your mother a bee? Why would you call mm-hmm. a woman a bee? Why would you do that? So make it with faith. And I'm not offended by when people say, oh, ma'am. Ma'am is okay with it. I'm not only an old. It just means that you have a, a, a thing of respect because I, I, laid, I, laid, I laid a foundation to you. I put, I put up a level. I said, look, don't go across this line. Right. I'm not going to tolerate the nonsense. And they respect that. That's what's up. And that's, that's success. To so at least success. have people that's respect success. what you're putting out there. And I agree with you, Philly Julie, that it is individualized as far as the levels of success. You know what I mean? And when it's individualized, I feel like that is success. Like, success is life. And individually, we have to live life for ourselves. 
And when you come to a point where your success is determined by other people, then is it your success? Are you actually being successful, or is that someone else? Are you is, are you living <clears throat> through someone else's success? Alone. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I agree. You are, you are a well-spoken young woman. I love that. And I, I can't Thank explain you. what's going to happen in my life with your life. My, I've had a different role than you. So my right. successes will be different than your successes. Like, but I, will, I still will encourage you. I will, I will uplift you. And I will say, keep on my sister doing what you got to do to help our people because it's a different walk for different folks. So I hope we're on the same road as far as we want, we want life for our people and respect mm-hmm. for our people. We want our culture to be respected. You know what I'm saying? So that's, right. that's all I'm about right now. I love right. y'all. I love the movement. I love what's going on. I love you keep on bringing different topics. I'm glad it's not about sex this time, though. Hey, you know we you know we get down, and then we start battling. Man, we get down when it comes to that because this it's that season. But listen, you heard it, and and I'm not reiterating what Philly Joy said to boast or anything about on point or my radio show. I'm saying it to say that this is a stand up woman, and regardless of your education, your intellect, and what you know, and what you can learn and teach one another has nothing to do with the educational piece of paper background. It's about, you know, being able to hear and listen to what a person is saying regardless of how they're saying it and what what, what words, you know, and right. that's how people can miss a point, you know. And so I really do appreciate it, and it's always encouragement to hear, you know, my fellow hosts encourage me because it encourages me to continue to be encouraged to speak about things that teach all of us, even myself when I speak on um, topics. So thank you so much, Philly Joy, for that. You're welcome. <clears throat> I love you. So Anytime. I love you too. Yes, yes. My DJ is sick, y'all. I would definitely have somebody come on here and blow your mind with his conversation and his attitude and his spark plug, but he is out for the count. Um, so I would ask him a question. If you want here, DJ, and you can speak, just just give me a <coughs> no. <coughs> okay, okay. Um, but. He's not on here because he's him is sick already. Him is being successful with work and him got sick. So I do appreciate him being on here. Shout out to my DJ, Mr. DJ Chill, and my lady, Mr. Miss Wonder Dre, excuse me, DJ Philly Joy, Mr. I Can't Believe He Said That, Mr. On Point, always holding it down. It's my family, yo. On Point is a movement, man. We can't, at this point, I wouldn't know what to do. If I did not meet meet these people, I'm telling you, it, everything happens for a reason. I still got the text message from the day I called into this show and spoke on Mr. I Can't Believe He Said That um, show. <clears throat> when was that? Let's go back to the date. That was October the 3rd, I mean, July the 26th, actually. Wow. July the 26th on Wednesday, I called in. And ever since that day, I have become so much more enlightened and awake and aware and conscious. And this is because it's a part of my everyday life now, you know, and I'm saying that to say that to succeed, you have to have a foundation that's a part of your everyday life to keep you on track in a way that you won't lose yourself. You won't lose your life. You won't hand it in. You know, Excuse me. They have these things now. Um, a woman came to my house today next door neighbor and she was like yo you got your social security card she was like you can put your social security number on the back of your social security card and you can put that number in and you can pay a bill under like with your social security number and on the back of your card it's only one 
letter back there that is identified or a number that identifies you, like nobody else has it. And she was like, and you can pay your bills. I, I paid two bills online. My friends just sat in there, and I said, cut it, cut it. Yes, sir, it's way too high. You cut it out. Child, you could do what with what? She said, everybody's Social Security number is <clears throat> when you were born. <laughs> she basically said that the government put a trust fund in our names when we was birthed to the country and we were put underneath our Social Security number. So we had an a, a invisible trust fund that we knew nothing about up until today or this week when they passed this thing where you can pay your bills online, and she said she paid it. And I was confused because I'm like, well, what is this? Are you saying people can tap into your account? And whoop, whoop, whoop. She's like, no. Your Social Security card is your Social Security card. You only know the number on the back of that card. And what you do is you go. It's an opportunity on this application to pay your bills with your Social Security card, not from your bank account, but from your Social Security number, which holds a trust fund of obviously an astronomical amount of money. What I love to go ahead and put that social security number that I'm trying to get rid of on a on a, a, a website to pay off some shit. And I don't really got too much to pay off, but listen, you can pay off whatever it is. But I yes. said to myself, self, I'm going to go ahead and do that and pay all this stuff off and this, that, and the third. And next thing you know, next year, next month, whatever. They're going to be hitting me up talking about I owe this amount because what I thought was paid had not been paid, and now I got to pay it. Well, I was going to pay it anyway, but I might have paid it in a certain way had I not thought you gave me the opportunity to put it on your tab. Mm-hmm. But I said, I wish, a nigga, I wish I would pay something underneath the Social Security card that I don't even want. No, ma'am, thank you, him. Like, no. That's your prison number. That's your prison number anyway. That's your prison number. I said, well, what, 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 what? my brother was hyped because he all about saving his coins. He's like, yeah, I'm about to go pay this. I said, brother, you go ahead and pay that, and you, 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 dot, dot, dot. I don't even know what's next. It just made me shiver. My hair was standing up on my arm. I said, so you telling me. I said, you know what? You're right. And all I could think about was I'm going to just put this little excerpt out there, and I'm going to end this show that, you know, we we are still slaves. You know, when my grandfather passed away at 100, they told us out their mouth when we went to Virginia to get his birth certificate that he is not even recognized as a person as far as having um, – you know, having a, a birth certificate. He was like, um, you know, we don't have any record of him, you know, so he was a free man is what the man literally came out of his mouth and said. I said, so what am I? You know what I mean? And in all reality, you ain't had to say it, but in, I am a slave because once I start working, once I I became, my mom gave me a birth certificate and a social security number, the, cover, the government, the country has been paid, obviously, for me. And what I feel like the reason for this opening of uh, umbrella for us to be able to pay things off is because we're such in a debt in this country that initially they was getting money for each individual person, but we have borrowed against so much that now they have to fake us and trick us into utilizing money that is for us in order to basically get more money from us. So don't do it. There are a lot of affordances that are out there for them and is not for us, let's be clear. And that's why they are separating government, Congress, this, that, and the third, which Mr. On Point spoke about yesterday on his show about, you know, the Congress having a separate, you know, right to monies and their family having a separate right to monies and ownerships and this, that, and the third, and la-da-dee, la-da-da, la That's just how I feel. I just went into a trance just now, y'all, even talking about it. Snap me out of it. Somebody stop me. For real. For real. Okay. Mr. On Point, I want you to come on and, um, if you wanted to say anything before I close the show, Mr. On Point. 
Yeah, um, the numbers that she's speaking about on the back of the Social Security card, they are um, red numbers. There's a letter, and then there's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-digit numbers um, that follow the letter. Yeah, so if you ever look at the back of your Social Security card, that is what she put the woman is speaking of. Um, now, I do know this. We are not supposed to have birth certificates um, in this country, nor a Social Security card, for that matter. Um, well, what is it for? Can, what, is, what is it for? Well, well, it's for is a tracking. First of all, it's for two things: one, identity, and two, a tracking device for your identity. You know what I mean? So if you owe, and you always know how to find you. That number travels everywhere with you. It, it's the only number that's synonymous with um, the social security number is your school ID number. That school ID never changes, even when you go on to you know school a higher level. You know, that school ID number still seems to follow you from elementary to high school. You know what I mean? Um, these numbers always follow you. If you've ever been in prison, that number is also attached to you. And I once had a song. I wish I could. I don't have it any longer because it was back during the cassette era. Um, and I recorded it, and I had it on the cassette, and I have no idea where it is. But um, it, was, it had to deal with numbers. And actually, as I researched the numbers, um, on the back of the Social Security card, they really don't give you a lot of information on it. Um, but uh, it, said, it, it does say something like it's a secret code that, you know, pretty much controls your destiny. You know what I mean? Um, you don't, first of all, you don't need to use your Social Security card to pay a bill. You can go and go to your bank and go use bill payers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... For somebody to sit there and try and get you to use your social security card, yeah, you definitely want to be um, uh, uh, apprehensive about that. You know what I mean? You want to know what's going on before you just dive in that because a lot of times people do, um, they do uh, pretty much just, you know, they hear something and they run away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I almost ran. She said, I paid two bills. I was looking for a bill that needed to be paid. I was like, damn it, I just paid them. Shit. Like, I'm mad. I'm waiting for next month to pay them. But then I was like, nah, that's that's a joke. She was now, like, no. Go ahead. Let, 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 me, let me get real with you for a minute because I'm glad the lady told you about it, and I'm glad you brought it to the table. But um, it says, your Social Security card, there's a number. That number indicates the bank that bought you when you were born, based hey. on a projection of your life earnings, and you are collateral. We are wow. all collateral for the banks. You see what you I'm saying? Um, it's called the sequential control number. You know what I mean? It says on the rear of a legitimate card, there's a sequential control number. The control number is a combination of an alpha, which is a letter, and numeric that there's no relation to the actual Social Security card number or the card. However, the computer record of the Social Security Administration should show a, co a correlation between the control number and the Social Security number and the name on the card. So this is what basically that is. It's called a sequential control number, and it's like, the, like you just said, it's the bank that bought you when you were born. 
Um, for instance, mine start with an E. My two daughters start with an F. So I guess different banks' borders. And it's no different from when they had us on the slave block. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? And this master bought one of the children, and the other master bought another one of the children. Another. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, be mindful of that. And I'm going to do some more extensive research on that, too, because that's really okay. interesting. That that comes up. I think we all should actually we all should For actually sure. do more uh, research on that. For sure, because these things that are happening that are subliminal that we don't really research and we just appreciate because debt free is hallelujah. I can breathe again for us. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. I told you about those strings that we pull in order to succeed. It only attaches to us to become a puppet. Without when you pull those strings, they actually you're actually intertwining them into yourself. So you know we will be searching more. And go ahead. You know what I want to know though? I want to know if they have one on the back of theirs. Who's they? Other folks. I'm fine out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the brother man, the other man. Right. I'm, I'm curious to know if they have a, a sequential control number on the back of theirs. I'm going to find Me out. Too. I'm almost sure Me too. Me too. Find out. I want to know. We will st- stay tuned for that. I'm going to post that. We're going to talk about that on another show because I want to know. If this stuff right here is, is, is for us, you know what I mean? For us, by us. Well, not, it ain't by us. It's for <laughs> us, for us. <laughs> it's foo right, right. not foo it's just foo-foo. So, listen, I'm going to go out. If any of my hosts that are on the line have any additional comments that you want to say before this show ends, the floor is yours. Time's up. All right. <laughs> I'll play too much. I just make myself laugh. Laughter is good for the soul, people. Listen, you heard it first. It's Tuesday, $2 Tuesday. Tell me something good Tuesday. Test your talent Tuesday. Teach Yourself Tuesday, whatever you want to call it, put a T in front of it. And then make sure you join Lady T every Tuesday from 9 to 10, and sometimes we go over if the topic is hot like fire. All right? Um, anything else? Nah, I'm going to stop talking for now. I'm going to put my song on. That was the first song I was going to put on, but I was like, man, you can't go out with the the leading lady rap in the beginning, you got to go out with her. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely going to play my song that definitely brings that reality. Ooh. That's a thug for you. Hey.
Only time to tell how the clock ticks. I really love hands, but I'm still a hostage. Two personalities, check the posture. Smoke out the mouth, stare out the nostrils. Think of death, the lights ain't scary. Pass the day where all three people hear Mary. I ain't chilling, till I'm out proud of two away from men. And I don't find it for about ten diamonds. Twenty-five thousand feet.